Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. <laughs> yeah, this is Janzila and if you are our avid listener, for instance, if you if you follow up with every single episode we ever released or if you started with season three, Janzila, you were a guest on our very first episode from season three, which was coming back to the roots. And I think you were answering uh, quite bizarre questions like uh, what uh, skills can uh, uh, user experience designer use in case of apocalypse or how to explain user uh, experience design to a grandma, uh, that kind of things, no? That's true, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really fun episode. It was a fun, yeah. I, I, think. I revisited it while I was traveling uh, like a month ago and okay. I was just laughing so much because uh, I think we answered some really fun questions yeah. in, a, in an interesting twist. So thank you for for inviting me to the first episode of Coming Back to the Roots, but also thank you for having me again. Yeah, today. thank you for being here. And uh, I don't know if you know, but if you are here more than one time, you are considered the friend of the show. And this is a label that you have to wear forever now. So Janzila, <laughs> you are officially a friend of the show. Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> yes, so Marta? Yeah, I'm thinking that you're uh, thinking. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in a funny mood today. I told Marta before we were recording that I feel like I see everything behind like a glass wall or something. It's like it's happening around me, but I'm like really detached. I don't Anna know. Anna is transcending to mm. another level. <laughs> yeah, I'm transcending to the center of the galaxy or something. I will just shut up now. Okay, so I am thinking... <laughs> That, uh, Genzilla, since uh, you were here on the show and where we actually played the amazing song about you, Genzilla was yes. the song that we played. Genzilla, Genzilla, Genzilla. was awesome. That yeah. was the song. A yeah. lot has happened in your life, hasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And you are here today to talk to us about quite a different uh, topic than last time. Mm -hmm. So for all our listeners, today we are going to talk about burnout. Mm. So, dun, 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 dun. so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> and uh, before we uh, touch upon that topic, we will actually ask Genzilla to do some more uh, musical endeavors here on the show <laughs> Marta, you are you you said it right <laughs> actually no i have nothing to to even tease you upon yeah yeah because 
Janzila is here with ukulele here yeah. today. That's true. I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I couldn't pronounce it. And I, I was telling to Kevin, it's that, you know, that little guitar, <laughs> you know, that kind of a kind of an instrument, but not really, but it's an actual instrument. So uh, you, you can lay you. Ukulele. Yes. Yes. Ex- that thing, Pe- people, that one. I think there's a video on YouTube where people misspell it in a hundred different ways, like ukulele, uku. Lili? <laughs> Ukulele? <laughs> yes. So depending on where you come from, you'll say it differently, but I just call it ukulele, or some people just make a shortcut and say yuku. Okay. Yuku. I like it. Yuku. Yeah. I, I will just say the little guitar. <laughs> the little guitar. The little guitar, yes. Yeah, the baby guitar. The baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go for the artist of the week. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week Yeah Look mommy it's the moon Yeah we need to get a like a just in case uh, Jingle when Dave is not actually the one bringing <laughs> the, the artist. Case jingle. Yeah, so that's one thing. So Genzilla, tell us what are you going to sing and play for us today? Mm-hmm. So uh, artist of the week. When you reached out and said we have a part of our program that is called artist of the week, I thought that was very interesting because um, yeah, as you remember last time, I have had my. <laughs> creative music endeavors like you call them <laughs> for for some years now but at the moment I um, I just picked up uh, playing ukulele just earlier this year okay. and I was like okay how far can I take it and then uh, I've always been writing my own uh, poetry and short prosis and stuff like that and when I got together with a friend she said you know that this could totally be a song right And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so I love that. I love the creative process in all of its um, flavors and and uh, different ways that it happens. So yes, during this year, I've been writing my own songs and trying to um, make them into full songs. And uh, today, until today, I have just short pieces and bits of songs but I never made a whole full one which Mm -hmm. is ready and presentable but that means that there is something to bring next time on the show yay so (laughs) this time instead there will be a song that already exists and that I'm pretty sure if you haven't been living under a rock for the past year you have heard it and you have cried to it (laughs) under the blanket while watching it on Netflix. And I'm pretty sure that you, as many, many millions of people, really love it. Do you mean Milli Vanilli Girl, you know it's true? (laughs) 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 Because that's the song that makes me go under the blanket and cry. (laughs) Okay, so it's not this one, no? (laughs) No, but uh, really close guests, I must say, Anna. (laughs) I know, I know, I I can sense those things. Okay, (laughs) reveal the song to us. Any other guesses before I reveal it? No. <laughs> Marta, it's okay. You can say that you also thought it's Mili Vanilli. 
Well, Milly Vanilli are the friends of the show, so <laughs> yes, they are actually the friends of the show. They just don't know yet, and it's uh, actually one of them could be contacted. The other one is already in a different dimension because he passed Can away. Can you contact him? <laughs> I could try. I could try, but uh, Milly Vanilli, very interesting thing, and we will talk about this on the radio one time, definitely, because it's a mesmerizing case of a music industry doing something really. Wow, but it's not Milli Vanilli, so I'm just not guessing anymore. You have to tell us, Jensila. Yes, I have to tell you. So the song that I'm going to play and sing is Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, the most romanticized couple of the year on Hollywood. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you have had the, the experience of watching the, the movie A Star Was Born. I had the experience and I loved it. And I'm so sure that Dave is so jazzed <laughs> to hear that he has brought that song to the radio today. Yeah, ju just a very short story. So first of all, I'm one of those people under the rock <laughs> because okay. I have not seen the movie and I have I maybe I've heard the song, but I don't listen to a radio except of our own radio. And I usually listen to talk show radios. I don't listen to the commercial radios with music, but I think I know how the song sounds and about Dave, who is actually usually presenting artist of the week. He's my life partner and he has uh, made like a whole, uh, I don't know, he was ranting about this movie, that this is bullshit and so on. And the reason is because he doesn't like Bradley Cooper. So <laughs> he was uh -huh. like, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> so uh, for this reason and this reason only, I have not watched this movie, uh, although it is on Netflix, only because, you know, we usually watch something together mm -hmm. and... Uh, and that's why I, I decided not to force him. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's a long time enemy with uh, Bradley Cooper for some reason, because he has a very bad opinion about him. Sorry, Bradley, you were great in Hangover, but something went wrong. So, no, I am one of those who who is under the rock. Let us play the song mm -hmm. so that you take can me from the from yeah. under the rock. Yes. yes I did not bring Bradley Cooper with me today he really wanted to come but yeah. I said I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> we have some personal issues with you so yeah. he's not here today we have to do it I have to do it alone sorry Bradley so I'm gonna steal the show Yeah. 
Tell me something, boy Aren't you tired trying to feel that That is the, the short version of The Shallow. Jazila, you have an amazing voice, you know that? Thank you very much. You, you really <laughs> do. Uh, I will not pretend we've heard those hiccups and <laughs> <laughs> maybe a, a baby guitar was sometimes, uh, but uh, nevertheless, you have a fantastic voice. Really. And it's really courageous to come, you know, yeah. and play and sing live. Because mm -hmm. it's uh, it's doing two things at the same time with two microphones. So thank you. And uh, the beautiful energy was still here. Yeah. We could feel <laughs> it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Dave will watch the movie now. Maybe he will not be so enthusiastic about it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, really great job. Thank you. And yeah. uh, he should watch the movie and let's just focus on Lady Gaga because... Uh, I think that's a problem too. <laughs> that's a problem too. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very anti-commercial person, I would say. Yeah. 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 But okay. thank you. Yeah. It was awesome. Be being mindful of the time, I'll ask you, Kevin, now let's hit the challenge of the week. challenging challenge of the week. 
Genzilla, you're a very resourceful person because not only you brought your voice, you brought your ukulele, but you also brought your challenge. <laughs> Are you I'm making more things like... Uh, I must say I also brought, brought my back pain. <laughs> Apparently everyone is on the back pain uh, challenge contagious. this month or this year. But today I was at the acupuncture and uh, I had these little needles on my back yeah. for like uh, 45 minutes and then I was like oh, I really don't want to to write to the girls that I can't make it because I always think it's so fun when we're here and and we hang out um, so yes I brought <laughs> the ukulele <laughs> and the back pain and the voice and and all the challenges and even your electrical scooter because <laughs> to all yeah. our listeners that's how uh, Genzilla rolls Mm-hmm. That's how I roll yes. around the city of Aarhus. I start to think that we should actually solve this backache <laughs> challenge <laughs> in the next episode yeah. or something. Let's do it. Let's yes. do it. I think we will help a lot of people. Yeah. Really. Okay, Genzilla. So please uh, describe in a few words what is your challenge. Um, my challenge, the challenge that I chose to bring today, is um, burnout. So. What is the burnout? I have I have talked to several people during this year about the challenge of the burnout, uh, and many people react to it as something that might they might have heard, or they uh, it it's something that they might maybe are familiar with, or sometimes they say, "What is that?" So a burnout is has been officially recognized by the World Health Organization on May 2019, so this year, as a mentally challenging disease or or as a mental disease. Um, And also the word disease, when we hear it, we get very tragic about it. But if you think about the word, is a dis-ease, it's something you're not easy about, it's not easy. So you have been prevented from having it easy. So the same with the burnout. It's, it's a mental challenge that touches um, many, many people. Statistically, it's higher on workplaces. And I think on a survey that, that was made by Gallup, it was 79% of full-time employees who are affected by um, burnout during their work lifetime. So um, I brought this challenge because I was challenged by it myself during this year. Um, Earlier, earlier this year, I I might say that uh, now the thing with mental diseases is that it's not the same as a physical disease. So if you break your leg, you go to the doctor and you get it (laughs) fixed and then it takes three or four months and then you can start walking again, start being, but you've probably heard people saying, you know, it's not the same as my other leg, which has never been broken. And I think it's the same with mental issues and mental diseases where you, when you've been through it, you're not the same as you've been before, not in the sense that now you can't think properly or you can't do things properly, but that you are much more aware of the uh, um, the things that that happen and that bring you to that point where you have a burnout. So, what does a burnout look like, like and feel like? Uh, 
a burnout starts with several symptoms. Um, usually is emotional fatigue or just fatigue, physical fatigue generally. Uh, it starts with um, brain fogs. So when you suddenly start forgetting uh, you st you, you've put something in the fridge and you forgot that you put it in the fridge. And I know this happens to many people, but it just starts happening way more often. Um, you start becoming less resourceful, rest, if less efficient, um, and just start performing not the same uh, in your workplace or related to your workplace, but also, um, but also just life. And once you have experienced these symptoms, there comes a point where you really get fatigued by these symptoms and you simply break down. And in your brain, inside your brain, it looks like complete darkness. And from there, you know, nothing can, can go wrong, more wrong than that. <laughs> so from there, you can just start building up. You can just start turning on the light and start seeing things and rebuilding everything inside your head. So it's not, it's not a fun experience. Um, here in Denmark, there is a, a large network that just activates once you go through a mental challenges. So you've got the psychologist, you've got the doctor. Um, so, so that's really great because at least there's space for that. But what I've what I've understood from my experience is that um, there is not enough preventative measures for this uh, to to prevent this from happening. There's way too much curative measures um, in in the Danish system, but also I'm pretty sure in in all the world systems when it comes to mental issues, there's just a lot of curative how to fix and how to patch this, but there's not enough how to uh, do the work previous or how to do the work constantly so that you don't end up uh, in this position. And I must say, when I tell my story to people, they always go like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, nobody should go through that. And especially this young, you know, I'm 26 years old, but I can tell you that this is the age where uh, most of the people go through a burnout or through a stress, um, work-related stress. Because um, I read a report saying that, you know, people of my age, of this generation, are way more healthier, eat less, less sugar, train more, exercise more, and are very aware of their health. However, when it comes to mental issues, there is almost no awareness uh, and with the usage of technology, you know, us just just being thrown technology at us without a, a manual on how to how to deal with it health wise um, will make for us actually living um, less years than the other generations. And that's really terrible news. That's something that I think we should raise awareness for and something that I, I really think um, I have at least gotten this really personal mission to um, raise awareness to everyone that I meet on how to uh, personally develop yourself in a way that keeps your mental health at bay.
I, I have to say that there are so many things that came to my mind. So I don't know where to start, but I will try with this. Uh, Jansila, what is the difference between stress and burnout? Mm. Because stress is one of the most common, if not the most common reason for people to actually take a free mental care holiday. I, I don't know how to call it here in Denmark. Mm. Leave. Leave. Stress yes. leave. Holiday. Stress. <laughs> well, uh, uh, let's say that some people treat it as holiday. But uh, what is the difference between the stress and the burnout? Stress leave and burnout leave. Is there a difference or is it the same? Mm. Yeah, so going back to the previous example for physical illnesses and mental illnesses. In physical illnesses, we know them all too well, so we can define them more properly. Mm -hmm. With mental illnesses, the awareness is still very low. So we just, we have a pool of mental illnesses and we put there everything. And stress is more familiar as an illness and more accepted, mm -hmm. I would say, which is why we have stress leaves, uh, which um, can go up to you know, six months, one year, two years, I've, I've heard sometimes mm -hmm. for people to recover. And then they say that they go through depression. So uh, I think it is the difference is in the symptoms that you experience mm -hmm. and the cause of it. So stress, for example, I think it's an accumulation of different areas of life that are not in balance. Um, and when, when all the symptoms from all these different areas of life, so for example, you feel lonely, um, you're not doing well on your relationship, uh, your career is something that's maybe not um, in alignment with you. So you have all these areas of life that start accumulating and then you go under, under stress where anxiety starts appearing uh, as a symptom, loneliness, depression, all of these symptoms are very, very serious. Um, people who are under stress or depression are likely to die faster than people who have been smoking for 30 years. I find that terrible <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's okay because I know the awareness will be even bigger from now on and, and um, more measures are going to start um, being applied. Uh, but yeah, to get back to stress versus burnout, they are very close. Uh, burnout happens much faster and is more related to uh, work. So when you, when you have been um, having too many tasks at work or there's something about social life at work or something about leadership that is misfunctional, whereas stress is... Um, for all areas of life. Okay, and um, tell me, Jansila, how burnout feels? <laughs> I know it's a tough question, but still, it is just so challenging to go back to yeah. that mental state, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it feels like a complete darkness, and it feels like you're never going to get out of there, and it feels like s something I never tried before. It, it feels like somebody's beating you with a baseball bat constantly so it's as physical as it is mental mm -hmm. it also feels like waking up with anxiety every morning not knowing <laughs> what you're what you're scared scared of it feels like you want to run but you don't know what you are running from so 
this fight or flight mode is activated and you go to your most basic primitive instincts where you just want to survive. Okay. Well, thank you. I think it's really important. Uh, thank you for that question, Anna. I think mm -hmm. it's really important because that's something that can help people who are maybe facing that challenge to recognize it a little bit earlier. If what uh, what you've been bringing up is that awareness is not so high. Mm. And uh, of course, it's difficult to know whether what you're going through is stress or burnout or depression. I mean, it's difficult to figure it out on your own. But if you're starting to feel some of these kind of things, just simply start seeking help. And uh, since it's a challenge that you have gone through, mm -hmm. you've mentioned earlier this year and you are picking yourself up at this moment as I uh, as I uh, hear it. Can you share with us a little bit what has helped you to deal with that most? Mm, thank you for the question. Definitely. The first thing that I did was reaching out to this free hotline uh, because all of us have our close network of close friends and family. But in those moments, I must say, it's really hard to reach out to our closest ones because you're wondering how can they help? This is my own state. So you really need to seek professional help. So call these um, there are stress hotlines uh, as they are normally recognized call the stress hotlines they will know how to guide you even through a phone call to the right people to talk to so reach out for help number one number two get rest you need to sleep <laughs> you need to sleep as much as you can number three start getting active in really small incremental steps start exercising because um, you need to get back that natural energy and um, energy is is you know energy in motion is emotion so you need to start replenishing your emotions into more positive ones um, the next thing that you can do is spend more time with uh, still things so more time in nature you know just looking at trees it's absurd but it really helps looking at trees, going by the seaside, spend more time in nature, spend more time with your loved ones. It's very important to um, activate your senses and activate uh, your heart and your feelings again to what you find safe and what you find familiar. Like um, one advice that I got was to go to, in my head, a place where I felt most safe. So like the grandma's house. Go in your head, start imagining your grandma's house, open the closets, you know, look, look at the glasses. Just in your head, go into a place that feels very safe and familiar. And finally, I would say start gaining confidence in the healthy you. Start believing that you're healthy. Every day, just say to yourself, affirm to yourself that I am, I am improving. I am because the mental ch chatter that goes on in our head can be very critical in these conditions. So, I'm improving. I'm becoming better. I am getting healthier. Um, yeah, this would be my my top advices from my own experience. Okay, I, I have to say, Jenzila, that I am a tiny bit older than you. 
a tiny bit older yeah. and I am actually uh, of course okay I'm uh, I'm 12 years older than you or or 11 see I don't even know what uh, what <laughs> is my age which means I'm really old both could be true because it's you know <laughs> like depending on the year and also where in time of the year you are right exactly so exactly it's so it's a, it's something that we will have to discuss after the show you know the zodiacs and all those kind of things but what strikes me is that uh, you you go through something like a burnout at 26 at 26 that was not even on menu of my life right i uh, remember going through some tough times uh, worrying about some things but there was not even a notion of something like burnout there was not even notion of something like stress especially in a culture that i come from which is a polish culture you know there is no such a thing as stress and now i start to wonder more and more of those uh, either diseases or uh, psychological uh, dysfunctions are being introduced to the world health organization let's say list of of things that you should actually take care of and i start to wonder how it was in the older times <laughs> how our parents were going through this because uh you know it's like uh, since it apparently it could be it should be something that is integral part of a human existence you know you have worse times better times mm-hmm. uh, you might be burned out you might be stressed out but then you get better there was no help and i wonder uh how they were getting through it you know i wonder if i went through a burnout burnout but i didn't recognize it and then the question is is it something that is now highlighted or is it something that is a very new thing mm i have an i have an answer to that that's yeah. very interesting because uh i come from albania mm-hmm. and i had no idea what a burnout was mm-hmm. <laughs> had um have led a very you know generally happy easy life i must say of course with with hardships too but um never so mentally challenging as this as this part and yes i do think everyone has gone through some kind of of burnout right now it is categorized and put in put a, a proper label on it so that there is a way to treat it and i think definitely this is something that's um more recognized in the western world than you know if you go to india i don't think they will they they will talk about burnouts they'll probably talk about cows and spirituality <laughs> but it is something in the narrative of the western lifestyle and i would say yes i think a lot of people have gone through burnout but the point with it is what lesson did you get from this experience because you, you we all carry luggages these baggages of problems of things that we have experienced but the only way to get rid of these luggages or just park them somewhere is to open it and see this is the lesson that i got from it mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people are carrying this luggages all through their lives if they haven't uh, gotten a lesson from it and if they haven't moved on from there um so yeah i think i think probably our parents did go through it um and they learned their lessons and they progressed through life 
It's a topic that is a very big topic. I think we could have a separate program Definitely. or even series of programs on that because I think this is human evolution that is taking place uh, in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we do not have a whole uh, program series right now. Uh, so with that notice, I will make a super smooth transition. Very, very smooth. Very smooth, Marta. I'm uh, proud of you. Uh, bullshit of the week, which I believe will also be still a continuation of uh, some of those topics. Mm -hmm. So, yes, let's go for it. Say what? Bo -bo 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 -bo. It's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. Bullshit. Yes, uh, I can see Genzilla when she's hearing our <laughs> jingles. She's laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have uh, quite cool, funny jingles. That's from that Dave that doesn't like Bradley Cooper. Sorry, Bradley. And um, and those jingles are sometimes helpful when we are transitioning from uh, quite some topics. And there is no way we have exhausted the previous topic. But that's no. what it is when we have one hour of a show and we have five segments. So uh, now we are talking about bullshit. And uh, Genzilla has brought something that I didn't know existed. I mean, I didn't know the name for it. I, of course, knew it existed uh, <laughs> because I am living through it. But, uh, <laughs> but living through bullshit. <laughs> yes, for sure. So Genzilla, ter uh, tell us what you've brought for us. Yes. So when you when you mentioned bullshit of the week, I couldn't help but thinking about this very new notion uh, called rules, bullshit rules. So bullshit rules was coined by Vishen Lakiani. He is um, the co-founder or the founder of Mind Valley. It's uh, an organization that. Uh, I hold very dear because the, it, it is a, an organization taking care of personal development and, and evolution. So the reason why he had to invent a word for, for bullshit rules, uh, calling them rules, is because we have so many of them. We have so many beliefs, statements that we are just bestowed upon us while we are growing up. And so we believe that they are just truth. But in fact, some of them are just rules. And an example of that, I just picked a random example. It doesn't have to be um, for, for the, the burnout. But an example of that could be, you know, success takes a lot of hard work. This is, I think, one rule, one bullshit rule that has existed for a long time and it keeps a lot of people in a, a prison of hard work and hard living. I don't think success um, or I, I don't believe, I don't want to believe that success is hard work. There are always periods where we will go through hardships, but success should feel nice. Success should feel good. Success should feel, you know, exquisite <laughs> success should feel like you are doing what you are really good at it's easy for you you are succeeding right i don't know if, if it makes sense for you i totally get where you're going and i love that there is like an upside to it or downside to mm -hmm. it which is called hard work equals success mm -hmm. which is very interesting because that would mean that every hard working person 
should then be successful, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that there are many people who are working very hard and don't consider themselves successful. And the same time, the other way around, the way you have mentioned it, is that it has to be a hard work. So then it depends how you feel when you say hard work, because when I say hard work, I feel heavy. I feel like, oh, my God, I am a mom of three kids that used to work, you know, uh, full time and so on. It was so hard. And for sure, I was working very hard, very, very, very hard. And I was not feeling successful. I was like, uh, that was really hard. And now I am thinking about working in a sense of becoming excellent in something, uh, getting mastery in something, discovering more and more and more about that topic. Yes, that's what I believe it's about. It's not about making yourself feel horrible by working hard, but it's about obtaining mastery, obtaining excellence. That's something when I say this, that I am working hard, I feel heavy. When I'm saying I'm learning more, I'm developing every day, I'm obtaining more mastery, I'm becoming more and more and more excellent in what I'm doing, it lifts me up. And it's a route towards success, in my opinion, not getting myself down and making myself feel like I'm carrying three bags of uh, stones. Excellent. <laughs> I think I think the Brules concept is uh, has broken through here. Uh, and, 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 and that's exactly how it should be understood. It's that some beliefs are just, um, we, we are believing them because other people told them to us when we were very young probably or we went through, through life like that. But we need to start identifying the rules around in our society and start to choose beliefs instead, healthy beliefs that will take us to that point of success and excellence. Yeah, that's what I've been calling myself limiting beliefs. The, mm -hmm. Those things, I've been calling them limiting beliefs. I like rules much more. So <laughs> I'm going to steal that from Vision. He mm -hmm. doesn't mind. <laughs> you think? I think so because he he like promotes it. So I think he wants us to uh, to, you know, work with it and take it on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you, you do you Anna have any rules that uh, you think you well, like, grew I up believing, and then at some point you were like, "This is a rule." You're opening an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I think, uh, I think I would politely retreat myself from the microphone. <laughs> no, it's it's just because I'm thinking that. Uh, of course, there are some rules that the society or or people around us were saying to us since we were small. I think that it's all about how we understand them, because as Marta said, hard work, 30, 40 years ago, hard work was a positive thing. Hard working, meaning that you are really going for it. You are grinding, you are, you are doing it. Now, hard work seems to be some sort of exactly a burden, heaviness uh, connected with maybe burnout, maybe stress. But um, then, I also think about success. What is successful? What is the notion of success, right? So hard work brings success. But what exactly success is? It means something different to other people. And if we will look at it, if we will look at it that, for instance, for me, a success is that I'm happy. I have to work sometimes on some of my limiting beliefs or, for instance, getting a, some kind of a medical consultation because I feel bad and I have to do a lot of inner work. 
someone could say it's a hard work to get me to a success, meaning being happy with myself. So you can actually flip it and then say, that's the true statement. Hard work brings success, but it depends how you will define hard and how you will define success. Because yes. when we want something in life, I am now thinking that what I don't like in general is this kind of an opinion of I will sit here like a flower and think will pour on me and I will get everything I want without doing anything. And I think some people might get this perception that this is how it should be. I'm entitled to everything that is around. I'm entitled to have things and feel good when in reality we do have to make some sort of work for it. But then if we will say, okay, hard work, meaning I have to sit 12 hours in the office or 14 and not see my family and uh, basically just uh, feel miserable uh, to achieve a promotion, that is bullshit. But if we look at the meaning of hard and successful, then we might discover that there is some truth in the bullshit. You know it's what I mean? Uh, yeah, get, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's this is how Vision got to the world rules, word rules because he wanted everyone to break down the words. The only way us humans have achieved evolution mm -hmm. is because of language, because of words. We don't really know the meaning of something unless we have a word for it. We don't really know the color blue unless there is yeah. the world, word blue, right? So the, the same with rules is through these words that we have attached s some certain meaning to them, like hard work, equals sitting in the office for 12 hours not being able to see your kids this is the picture that a lot of us the mental picture that a lot of us get when we think hard work and then equals success then success starts also getting that mental picture mm -hmm. so i think it's it's really good that you started to break them down because this is exactly what the thought that it that the word rules should lead to to mm -hmm. you breaking down the meaning of your words, giving them new meaning, the meaning that you want them to have. Okay. And I have found that um, blog post and a video from mm -hmm. uh, Vision about mm -hmm. rules. So this uh, you can find out more guys in our show notes or at the5options.com. So if anyone is interested in hearing more, that's where you can find it. And now let's go for the wisdom. Kevin, how is it going down there? It's uh, going okay. It's going Thank okay. You. So uh, we might have like a small second delay with the button, but this is the first time you are pushing the button. Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually hit the button and I heard the, no the sound uh, yeah, in the beginning, but I don't know why it didn't play. So I think it landed pretty well. So how do you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling very comfortable and uh, I find it uh, interesting the topics you've been talking about so far. Okay, so we are doing a good job and you are doing a great job as well, Kevin. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so, Jansila, you have a wisdom for us today. 
Yes. We will also ask Kevin if he thinks it's wise or not. But <laughs> first, we want to hear the wisdom. I felt like saying Happy Halloween after I heard the, <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, the short music there. Yes. So the wisdom of the week. I really tried to select like a quote that's easily memorable, but it's a bit longer than that. Because the, I, I, this week I discovered this little model that I think really makes sense on how to live life. I'm going to make it very short. So apparently there are four stages of consciousness or four stages on how we live life. The first stage, stage number one at the bottom, is life happens to us. The second stage is life happens from us, which means we create what happens. We create our own reality. It's the whole thing about manifestation and, and all of that. The third stage is life happens through us. So we are just a, a vessel of creation and it's, uh, um, everything is coming from some kind of source and is uncontrollable. And life is just happening through us. And the fourth state, which apparently only like 2% of the population of the world is at, is life is happening as us or as you. That's the state where you're, you're fully, you, you're, you've broken out of all the brules and the bullshits and the challenges and you're just living life fully as you. So these four states is, is something that I got introduced to this week and I thought that was very interesting, an interesting concept to have. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, what stage am I at, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you also find yourself thinking, hmm, what stage I am I at? I always find myself thinking like, how do they calculate that it's only 2%, 1%, 4%? I'm always really, really curious. <laughs> how did they get that number? You hmm. really are a business analyst. You know? No, I'm <laughs> not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting how they get to those numbers, but it probably is like some kind of marketing behind it as of well. Of course, of course. But I do find it very interesting. And they also said that whatever stage you think you are at, you, are, you would usually be one stage lower than that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I find it that it's possible to be at a few stages at the same time, uh, depending mm -hmm. on the area of your life. So can I have a, a reminder? How what was that? It was life happens to to us through from us through us as us as us. Okay, okay. Kevin, what what stage are you at? Mm, good question. Good question. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, still thinking about uh, one of the first uh, subjects you were talking about, actually. Okay, um, so we are. S okay. There's a delay. <laughs> in there. Yeah, exactly. Delay in a stage. Exactly. Okay, I will ask you at the next show what stage are you at? Okay. Hmm? No problem. Yeah, I think it's it's quite difficult because I think it can be so fluid. I think you can be one week in one stage and next week on the other stage. It's and you true. Can jump, jump like on frequencies because uh, I think uh, our let's say journey to uh, any kind of a greatness is not a straight row up it you can go up down and uh, sideways and all that that kind of thing so and i think that's what they also said on this little documentary that it's not linear it's not like you climb the stairs you're it's actually very fluid 
the way you experience these stages. So it's just about becoming aware. Am I now on the victim role? Is life happening to me? Because mm-hmm. you, you'll find often yourself saying, oh, why did this happen to me? Um, but realizing that actually this happens from you or you yeah. you created this to lead you to the next experience. Yeah, and I will surprise you because I feel like I am at the stage where the life is happening for me. For you. This is a whole fifth stage <laughs> that we did not know existed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, with that, I'll uh, introduce the last segment of our show today. Yes, you will. G from the left field. Wow. Oy, 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 Kevin, oy, 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 again, a little bit of a DJing on the console, but that's, 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 I think that's, that's the charm of it. You know, for the first time being our technician, you did an amazing job. So thank you very much for that. Guys, we are coming to almost an end and the left field was supposed to be a surprise um, that uh, needs at least 10 minutes. So I think I will just ask you two questions. First, I will start with a question hoping you know. If you don't know, then I will start with a second question explaining why I asked the first question. Do you know a company called WeWork? Chanzila, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> interesting. Do you know that this company was estimated to be one of the most valuable startups in the world? No, I was not aware of that. You were not aware of that. Okay, so uh, why I wanted to talk about WeWork, it's something, guys, that is a fascinating story of a startup that basically is renting spaces to people, like that kind of common office areas, but had a fantastic branding. Uh, and the guy who invented the whole WeWork thing was uh, presenting himself as a messiah who is supposed to be that bridge for all the millennials to work in a fantastic conditions and raise awareness and all this kind of things. Basically, the guy was renting a common working places to people all over the world with a fantastic branding. And his startup this year, I think in August still was valued at $47 billion. Now, a couple of things came to the fore light of uh, some financial documents and after re-evaluation the startup was re-evaluated to two billion and it is re-evaluated to two billion actually it is still having some value only because investors pumped money in it because um, please tell me how can we value something at 47 billions when we are basically talking about a landlord who never turned a profit. I found this story as extremely fascinating because if you look further, you realize the company never made a profit. They had a fantastic branding. The guy was amazing at getting investors. He got a lot of billions pumped into his business, but didn't really make any money. So it made me think about one question and I don't know if we will have a time to answer it, but Did we enter a new era of overpriced dreams sold by bullshit entrepreneurs? I knew that there will be silence. 
I don't have enough time to pull it through, but maybe you have a first thought. Well, I think that uh, this kind of stories, you have brought some other stories previously mm -hmm. in our shows. There was some other company that apparently... Terranos, yeah. Yeah, uh, that you have already been bringing that before. And uh, probably that's not something that could happen as easily in the past. No. Before the social media. And um, I think there is some truth to it where now it's becoming quite easy to pull off something like that, where because of the social presence, mm -hmm. because of numbers of likes and followers and... Uh, yeah, actually what worries me the most is that there is a lot of charismatic sociopaths who doesn't know how to run a business or never even smelled or touched a business school. And then they are getting pumped out by investors. And I'm talking about people who are specialized in investing. So basically huge banks or people of an age of 70 that were investing all their lives. And I'm thinking if this is some sort of a disease of new times, you know, some kind of a, a sign of that if you know how to sell a vision that basically has nothing to back it up with, uh, you can stay still make billions, you know, and that worries me because I see it also on micro level with all the entrepreneurs out there who are just saying how great they are and basically not really having any profit or mm. any knowledge or any skills to pull what they are promising to pull. I'm yeah. wondering if it has always been this way, but we couldn't pump it up that much because of uh, not everything was as connected as it is now. Because I think we have seen quite some bullshit uh, pulled out, bullshit uh, people pulling out quite some big tricks on yes. the world previously, uh, before. Uh, but I think previously it was enforced by the structures, by the governments, by the corruption, by all this kind of nepotism. Now you can actually trick people. Now it is, I would say, I wish I had more time to talk about this. It's, yeah. a, it's a subject that uh, I really... I'm so aware of and I want to talk about it. But shortly, there is something about the word entrepreneur that is getting so much glorified. We, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, you have a lot of uh, a lot of glory. Yes. Yes. So that means that we need another program about that because we <laughs> are totally out right now. Thank you, Genzilla, for thank you coming very much. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for the punch, Anna, <laughs> the punchline <laughs> on the punch end of this line. show. Thank you, Kevin. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks! <laughs>